Foster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. And here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. I'm the effing president. Take me up to the Capitol now. A bombshell from a former Trump aide, Cassidy Hutchinson. She told the January 6th investigative committee, former President Trump tried to grab the wheel of the presidential beast, insisting he'd be taken back to the U.S. Capitol. The Secret Service agent in charge of Trump's detail, Trump's driver and Trump himself all deny Hutchinson's allegation that the then president tried to grab the steering wheel of the presidential beast. It's a Kathy Hochul versus Congressman Lee Zeldin matchup for the governor's race in this fall's general election. Top Republicans blaming President Biden's lax border policies for the deaths of 51 migrants found inside of an abandoned 18-wheeler in San Antonio. Attorneys for Ghislaine Maxwell plan to appeal her 20-year sentence in part because an ex-juror admitted to being a sex abuse victim following her conviction. A shocking allegation from former White House aide Cassidy Hutchinson. This happened during a surprise hearing yesterday of the January 6th committee investigating the January 6th riot. She said, and I rate, then-President Donald Trump tried to grab the steering wheel of the presidential SUV away from his Secret Service driver in a desperate effort to join his armed supporters at the U.S. Capitol, shouting, I'm the effing president. Take me up to the Capitol now as supporters attempted to disrupt election certification. The Secret Service in charge was Bobby Engel and the SUV driver, an unnamed Secret Service agent, disagree. They say they are prepared to testify before the January 6th committee that the president didn't lunge at the steering wheel. And here is part of Hutchinson's testimony. The president reached up towards the front of the vehicle to grab at the steering wheel. Mr. Engel grabbed his arm, said, sir, you need to take your hand off the steering wheel. We're going back to the West Wing. We're not going to the Capitol. Mr. Trump then used his free hand to lunge towards Bobby Angle. And when Mr. Renato had recounted this story to me, he had motioned towards his clavicles. Hutchinson worked for Trump's then chief of staff, Mark Meadows. Now more now on the Secret Service version of Hutchinson's testimony and her allegation yesterday. Secret Service agent in charge, Bobby Engel, and the presidential driver on January 6th say they are prepared to testify under oath to the committee that Hutchinson's testimony is incorrect. The Secret Service has also promised in a public statement to respond to Hutchinson's allegations that then-President Trump tried to grab the steering wheel of his presidential vehicle, insisting He'd be taken back to the U.S. Capitol during the January 6th riot. Attorney Alan Dershowitz spoke about it on Cats at Night. Let's assume it's true. Let's assume that the, the President Trump wanted to keep his promise to the people he spoke to when he said, I will join you in front of the Capitol. Let's assume that's true. And let's assume that the Secret Service said, no, no, we're not taking you there. And the president said, hey, I'm the boss. Uh, I'm the one who makes the decision. I'm going to the Capitol. Let's assume that's all true. That's just television. It's just drama. Trump denied Hutchinson's testimony in a statement on his social media platform, Truth Social. Unofficial primary results yield no major surprises in New York. It's a Kathy Hochul versus Lee Zeldin matchup in November for governor of New York. 
Hochul, an abortion advocate, secured the Democratic nod in Tuesday's primary, thanking voters. Are you with me? When we stand up for real New York values, our hard-earned rights that we've had since Seneca Falls all the way to Stonewall. Are you with me? Because I'm with all of you. She'll face party endorsed Congressman Lee Zeldin, a pro-lifer this fall, and he spoke to supporters out on Long Island. This is a common sense wave. It's a common sense wave that reaches out to everybody across this state, in all counties, in all regions. We're reaching out to all of you to work with us to save New York. This is a rescue mission to save our state, and losing is not an option. With 64% of the vote in, Hochul garnered 68% of the Democratic vote, compared to 19% for Jamani Williams, 13% for Tom Swazi on the GOP side. Zeldin, with 71% of districts reporting, had 44% of the Republican vote. His closest challenger, Andrew Giuliani, trailed with 23%. Rob Astorino, 18%. And Harry Wilson, 15%. All results are unofficial until certified. Texas Governor Greg Abbott is angrily blaming President Biden for the deaths of 51 migrants whose bodies were found inside an abandoned tractor trailer in sweltering 102-degree heat in San Antonio, Texas. The Republican governor fired off a tweet saying these deaths are on Biden. Texas Senator Ted Cruz tweeted how many more people have to die before Democrats give a damn. Texas AG Ken Paxton also spoke about it on Cats at Night, hosted by 77 WABC owner and operator John Katzmatidis. Yeah, absolutely. On every single front, in a very quick period of time, you can't do this unless you're trying. You can't make all these bad things happen all at once unless you're really trying. You can't. This is no accident. They are literally leading the country down a path of destruction And they're doing it as fast and furious as they can. The president fired back Tuesday, calling it political grandstanding. It's 20 years in prison for former British socialite and ex-Jeffrey Epstein confidant Ghislaine Maxwell. Her attorneys plan to appeal in part because a former juror admitted following her sex conviction that he revealed he'd been a victim of sex, actually abuse. Sigrid McCauley, an attorney for one of the victims, was pleased with yesterday's outcome. Today showed us that individuals can be held accountable irrespective of power and privilege. And today showed us that the chorus of voices of these survivors prevailed and showed accountability. It's really a victorious day for justice. As well as jail time, the judge also imposed a fine of $750,000 on Maxwell. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunshine today, highs 80, light winds to 13 miles per hour. There's a 20% chance of showers or a thunderstorm after 11 p.m. Mostly cloudy overnight, low 69. Sunny day tomorrow, the highs 84 right now. 66 mostly cloudy skies. Unsubstantiated speculation and conspiracy theories have been spread online following reports that Michael Stenger, the former Senate sergeant at arms who oversaw security on January 6, 2021, the day of the Capitol riot, died suddenly Monday. Details on the circumstances around the 71-year-old's death are unknown. Reports that Stenger had died Monday were revealed by Politico's correspondent Catherine Tully McManus and Fox News's Chad Pergram. Here's Stenger during his testimony of January 6th. This is the constant give and take of security. 
There is an opportunity to learn lessons from the events of January 6th. Investigation should be considered as to the funding and travel and what appears to be professional agitators. Stenger, along with others, resigned after the January 6th riot following criticism over the lack of preparation ahead of the event. Well, the grandmother of the Uvalde, Texas shooter shot in her face before her grandson, Salvatore Ramos, killed 21 people at a Texas elementary school, has been released from the hospital. Rolando Reyes, the grandmother's husband, gave the New York Post a tour of the hallway where his grandson shot his wife. Now, did you, did you have bullet holes in the house when you came home? No. No, okay, praise God. No, no, a key right here. Uh-huh. I think the way I see it, I don't know. But there's blood all over. Oh, wow. that out. And I don't know, he shot her from here to there? Or oh, wow, no, because it is. Or maybe from there, because uh, there was a pool of blood here. One shooting victim remains hospitalized, a 10-year-old girl now in good condition, according to University Health Hospital. They tweeted that Tuesday. Ramos was shot and killed by law enforcement after killing 21 people at Robb Elementary in Uvalde back in May. Police response under investigation. The grandmother will return to the hospital to undergo significant reconstructive surgery after being shot in her face. Pro-choice protesters there in Texas after the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. A Texas state court has issued a temporary restraining order against certain local and state officials. It bars them from enforcing a nearly century-old abortion ban in Texas. The order will have the effect of allowing some Texas clinics, at least for a short period, to resume abortions for up to six weeks into a woman's pregnancy. A separate Texas law prohibiting abortion is so-called trigger ban will go into effect within the next few weeks, though. Tuesday's temporary restraining order will last until July 12th. According to the Harris County Attorney's Office, the court has scheduled a hearing for that day as well. A trendy Los Angeles County community has voted to reduce, reduce law enforcement funding despite escalating crime up 137 percent earlier this year. Despite public outcries over escalating crime, the West Hollywood Mayor and Council voted 3-2 to two to reduce funding for the Sheriff's Department, eliminating funding for five deputies. The Council approved increasing funding, though, for a cultural arts festival. West Hollywood Mayor Lauren Meister dissented, as did Councilman John Erickson. Los Angeles County Sheriff is Alex Villanueva. He spoke about the consequences of defunding the police back in March. We're in the middle of a crime wave right now. increase in homicides in two years. And what is the board doing? Let's remove deputies from the field. Let's remove detectives from working. Let's start closing down the jails. Let's set aside $40 million for the jail closure implementation team. All these things that are absolutely uh, incomprehensible that they're doing. Over the past few months, residents in West Hollywood and business owners have voiced opposition to cutting the police budget amid a crime wave all across the country. California's Sheriff Mike Bordeaux said he is infuriated after two men arrested for possession of 150,000 fentanyl pills were released without his knowledge. The sheriff is now sounding the alarm on the state's failing justice system and calling for accountability. Drug traffickers Jose Zendejas and Benito Madrigal, both from Washington, were released on their own recognizance via a court order just days following their arrest last week. 
The sheriff said he was not informed of the release until it was far too late. He appeared on Fox News. I could not believe that we had 150,000 fentanyl pills, one of the most dangerous uh, epidemics that is facing our nation today, with people in custody Mm -hmm. that we may potentially be able to impact the future of this type of drug trafficking organization and or cartels in California and my county, and we let them go. Bordeaux said criminals need to be held accountable for their alleged actions in order to keep the community safe. The sheriff also said there's nothing he can do when soft-on-crime leaders and legislators allow people like drug traffickers to be released. Israel has eased access to abortion in response to the U.S. Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. Israel's health minister said the overturning of Roe v. Wade has set back women's rights by 100 years. Nitzan Horowitz, Israeli's health minister, spoke about the decision. The U.S. Supreme Court's move to deny a woman the right to her body is a dark move, oppressing women and returning the lead of the free and liberal world a hundred years backwards. Even here, the situation is not ideal, but we are in a different place, and today we are taking big steps in the right direction. The new policy approved Monday by an overwhelming majority in the parliamentary committee will grant women access to abortion pills through Israel's universal health system, Israel's reform enables women as well for the first time to undergo abortions at their local health centers rather than at hospitals or surgical clinics. 77 WABC time check is 515. Justin Ellick here with your update on sports. Yes, I am Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. The sun will rise today and the New York Yankees won a baseball game yesterday as well. Those are two. Those are the only two inevitable facts of life these days. As the Bombers once again took care of the lowly athletic last night, securing another series win in the way of a 2-1 victory in the Bronx. Last week, left-hander J.P. Sears was pitching in an empty minor league stadium in Toledo, and yesterday he walked off the bump at Yankee Stadium to a standing ovation from 38,000 crazed Yankees fans. The spot starter for the Yanks shut down Oakland over five and two-thirds innings of three-hit ball, and the Bombers' mere two runs proved enough to come away with the W. Marwin Gonzalez helped out with this solo shot early on in the second frame. High drive, right center, there it goes, see ya! A long home run off the bat of Gonzalez. The Yankees 124th of the year, and the Yankees lead 2-0. That call courtesy of Michael Kay and the Yes Network, an RBI single from Jose Trevino, took care of the other run. And New York is feeling good as they head into the, into the finale this afternoon, a 1.05 p.m. first pitch as Jamison Tyone pegged up against Oakland's Cole Irvin. As for the Mets, they found themselves on the opposite side of the spectrum as they took a good old spanking at home from the Houston Astros. A four-run first inning featuring a Kyle Tucker home run and a four-run fifth inning to match it was where Houston did most of their mashing as they cruised to the 9-1 win in Queens. The lone run for the Mets coming on a measly RBI walk from catcher James McCann in the ninth. The finale of the short two-game set is set for this afternoon at 1.10 p.m. Taekwon Walker is set to face the right arm of Justin Verlander. Wimbledon is officially underway across the pond, and we already have a shakeup in the field as Serena Williams was handed a devastating early exit with a 7-5-1-6-7-6 loss in three sets to Harmony 10 of France. Williams was playing her first competitive singles match in just under a year, and when asked about her future on the court, said, quote, that's a question I can't answer. I don't know. Who knows? 
For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC Radio. Thanks, Justin. Our interview with the former Mets manager, Bobby Valentine, coming up at 5.50. That it is. We had a blast. Yes, we did. It was great talking to him and your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunshine today, our highs 80, light winds to 13 miles per hour. The overnight low 69, mostly cloudy. There is a 20% chance of rain overnight. Tomorrow, sunny, the high 84 right now. 67 mostly cloudy skies. Frank Morano has your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. The opening bell rings this morning, a day after stocks finished sharply lower with Wall Street jittery over recession fears. All three major indexes fell with tech-heavy Nasdaq down nearly 3% after a plunge in consumer confidence. The Dow Jones Industrial Average fell 491 points. The S&P 500 lost 78 points. And the Nasdaq dropped 343 points. Tech stocks and retail shares led the steep decline. Pharmacy giants CVS and Rite Aid have restricted sales of the morning-after pill to three per woman as demand spirals following the repeal of the Roe versus Wade decision, and Walgreens has sold out of the drugs that it can put up for delivery. CVS, America's biggest pharmacy chain, said it still had enough of the pills that can prevent a pregnancy in stock but wanted to ensure equitable access. The new guidelines affect Plan B pills and the Aftera brand. Amazon plans to hold a second Prime Day event this year. The shopping giant has one event on July 12th and July 13th and is planning another one within its fourth quarter. However, some sellers are critical of Amazon for not giving them enough time to prepare for a new sale with only a few weeks to submit deals. An SEC filing shows the SPAC Digital World Acquisitions Company, who's trying to buy the firm behind Donald Trump's Truth Social, has received subpoenas from a grand jury. The subpoenas indicate federal prosecutors may be considering a criminal investigation. The company warned in a May filing that Trump's previous failed business ventures mean the Trump Media and Technology Group could be vulnerable to bankruptcy. I'm Frank Morano on 77 WABC. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. Futures this morning, uh, partially in the green. The Dow's up 50 points at 30,983. S&P's up five. NASDAQ has climbed 17 and three quarter points. Gold down three and a half at $1,817. Crude oil up just a penny at $111.76. The WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. In the wake of last week's U.S. Supreme Court decision that overturned New York's concealed weapons law, sources tell New York One that state lawmakers have now agreed on new legislation that they're set to pass later this week. Under this new law, guns would be banned from places like hospitals, schools, government buildings, mass transit, and places where alcohol is served. New York's Governor Hochul expressed disappointment last week in the ruling. This is a deeply disturbing day. I mean, it is. it flies in the face of everything we've been trying to do here to protect citizens. The fact that they took up this case and are undermining a law that's been in place, again, this is not part of the SAFE Act. This is not a new law. This has been the law in the state of New York since the early 1900s. Unlike the state's previous law, the standards for obtaining a pistol permit will be uniform across the state. The requirements will include 15 to 20 hours of new training, more extensive background checks, and greater requirements for safe storage of guns in homes. Both houses of the state legislature are set to meet today ahead of and expected to vote tomorrow. 
Well, the wife of the crazed uh, customer charged with killing a Queens Chinese food delivery man all over duck sauce feud was busted earlier this month for weapons possession, according to the NYPD. This woman is Dorothy Hirsch. She's 62 years old, arrested following a morning raid at her Briarwood home on 84th Road, June 3rd. That was two days after her husband, Glenn Hirsch, was charged in the April 30th shooting death of Zaiwen Yan, according to police. Authorities conducting a search warrant seized eight handguns and ammo from Dorothy Hirsch's residence. Based off of police records, the couple lived in separate homes with Glenn Hirsch residing in nearby Jamaica. Her husband, Glenn Hirsch, was released on bail yesterday, and here's what his lawyer, Michael Horn, had to say. I thought the judge made a nice compromise about public safety versus the rights of an individual not convicted of a crime. Our position is that he's not the guy who did this. Dorothy Hirsch charged with eight counts of criminal possession of a weapon, police say, and Glenn Hirsch has been jailed since his June 1st arrest, but would freeze on Monday on a half-million-dollars bail posted by his brother. More than 100 police detectives have retired in the month of June alone. NYPD detectives and another 75 plan to put their papers in next month as many become frustrated by revolving door justice and rules that handcuff them in the Big Apple, officials and detectives told The Post. So far this year, 250 detectives have retired, leaving the total number at about 5,600, which is nearly 2,000 less than 20 years ago. At his NYPD walkout ceremony at the 105th Precinct Station House Tuesday, Queens Detective Jason Caputo gave some advice to incoming officers. Stay safe. Love this job. It's time for me to go. It was very good to me. I just, uh, I'm done. That's all. And I appreciate everything that was done for me. You'll have a great career. There were 794 detective retirements during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic in 2020, and that number dropped down to 395 in 2021. The city has seen a drop in murders, meanwhile, and shootings so far this year by about 12 percent. But all other major crime categories are up, like grand larceny, robberies, and burglaries. Former New York City mayor and 77 WABC host Rudy Giuliani should be investigated for falsely reporting a crime after claiming he was assaulted in a Staten Island supermarket. That statement from current New York City mayor Eric Adams on Tuesday. When you look at the video, the, the guy basically walked by and, and, and patted him on the back. I don't know if he said congratulations. I don't know what he said to him, but it was clear that he was not punched in the head. It was clear that it didn't feel like a bullet. It was clear that he wasn't about to fall to the ground. Falsely reporting a crime is a crime. Adam said he will consult with NYPD Commissioner Keechan Sewell to see if such an investigation is warranted after Giuliani said he was hit as if it was a boulder by 39-year-old ShopRite employee Daniel Gill. The incident was caught on surveillance video that many say paints a much different picture from what Giuliani claimed happened. Giuliani hit back against Adams on his radio show. You should shut your mouth and do your job. And you should stop going to fancy parties before you're entitled to go to them. You are a lousy mayor, Adams. Gill was arrested and initially charged with second-degree assault, a felony, although those charges were later downgraded to misdemeanor counts of third-degree assault, third-degree menacing, and second-degree harassment. The latest violence in the New York City subway system has left a woman with a broken jaw. Police are now looking for a man they say walked up to a 39-year-old woman on a Queen subway last weekend and 
suddenly punched her in her face, breaking her jaw. It's not clear what prompted this attack aboard the southbound number seven train right near the Hunters Point Avenue station about 2 a.m. Sunday. Police have not described any exchange between the two prior to the attack. The victim was taken to a hospital for treatment afterwards and the suspect fled. Police released a photo of him and uh, anybody with information is asked to call Crime Stoppers at 1-800-577-TIPS. You can take a look of the image of that suspect. It's up on our website, wabcradio.com. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Nice day today. Sunshine, our highs 80 with light winds to 13 miles per hour. Overnight, mostly cloudy skies, low 69. There's a 20% chance of showers or a thunderstorm after 11 p.m., Clearing in time for tomorrow, sunshine Thursday with a high of 84. Right now, 67 degrees, mostly cloudy skies here in the Big Apple. Well, 27 years of dedicated service to Burger King, including never, never missing a day, left 54-year-old Burger King employee Kevin Ford with only a movie ticket, a bag of Reese's Pieces, and some pens from the fast food chain. Ford's Instagram video went viral with people raising over $200,000 in a GoFundMe campaign so he could afford to visit his family after receiving those paltry parting gifts. Well, Ford got another surprise Tuesday when the Today Show flew his daughter and children to the show for a reunion. Here's part of Ford's Instagram video. You just work and uh, you got to feed these kids and put them through school, so I just... Never even thought of missing a day. He said he was stunned by the outpouring of generosity, including from former Saturday Night Live star David Spade, who contributed $5,000 to the GoFundMe campaign. Ford said he wants to put some of the money up for his grandchildren's college fund and to take a vacation now that he has a little nest egg. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.